We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Continuing our explorations of the study of Quran. This is uh, now the beginning of Al-Baqarah, and this is the introduction to Al-Baqarah. All right, go for it. Al-Baqarah is from the uh, Medinan period. Okay, so that, that's uh, an important point right from the start. So there are multiple ways in which the surahs are classified. And one, the most common that people are familiar with is Makki or Madani. So uh, do you know what the difference is between the two? Are those Arabic words? Makki and Madani? Yeah, so meaning people, uh, those from Makkah, those from Medina. Right, right. But it actually means those from before or during Hijra and after or, or during or after Hijra. Okay. So Hijra is the, is the point where things are split. Right. And that, marks, so, doesn't, that mark year zero in the Muslim calendar, yeah, year one? exactly. Which year? Zero one. Uh, that's probably year one. Okay. Yeah. And then, so it's not related to where the Prophet, peace be upon him, physically is. Because he receives a surah at the end, at the conquest of Makkah. He's physically in Makkah. But that's a Madini surah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's other ways. There, there are some surahs are also, or passages are organized by nighttime or daytime when the Prophet received them. Was he awake? Was he asleep? Was he in? Uh, was he in travel? Was he at home? Really? Yeah, multiple. Many? There's many, many different ways of, of, of classifying. This is the most common. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the whole the whole surah is Medina. The uh, the su if the majority of the surah is considered to be Medina, then they categorize the whole surah as such, but okay. the last two ayahs revealed in the night journey, which is before the hijra. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is named al-Baqarah, or the cow, because of the cow mentioned in verse 67. So, <clears throat> the name, um, the naming, as we probably talked about in a different class, relates more to identification. And so, the cow seems to be connected to this mention of Moses telling his people to slaughter a cow <laughs> in that passage. But the primary function is is identification. It may give us a hint about the theme of the surah, but not necessarily. <laughs> is the longest surah of the Quran comprising one twelfth of the entire text? Um, in most illuminated manuscripts and printed editions of the Quran, the first seven verses of Al-Baqarah appear on an illuminated page opposite another illuminated page containing the seven verses of the Fatiha, or opening, mm -hmm. the first chapter of the Quran. These two pages together form the most Form for most readers, the first visual experience of the Quran is a physical book. Yeah, so even if we look at, at this edition right here, I'm sure you've seen this, but um, oh, that's why. I've read this. Okay. So notice <laughs> the printing here is different. Yeah. Right? So here you have Al-Fatiha, here you have the beginning of Al-Baqarah, huh. and then the rest of the pages look like this. I've, I've seen Al-Fatiha decorated, never the beginning of Al-Baqarah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, few subjects discussed in the Quran do not find some mention in Al-Baqarah. Mm -hmm. Some people will call Al-Baqarah the little Quran because it seems <laughs> to cover everything. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's very common in madrasas. If you don't have time to go through the entire Quran in detail, you go through Surah 2 and Surah 3, or Surah 1, 2, and 3, and that seems to cover everything. Huh. Yeah. Uh, topics include matters of theology, law, sacred history, metaphysics, cosmology, and the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. The Surah opens with a general description of belief in the seen and unseen, the multiplicity of prophets, 
and the imperative to give from what we possess, whether spiritual or material. After a section addressing the hypocrisy of the protestations and claims of those who believe, uh, who disbelieve in Allah, the surah turns to an account of the creation of Adam and the, the fall from the garden. Is mm -hmm. that strange articulation in this context? I mean, that's how it's commonly described, uh, continuing the biblical tradition, uh, that it's still often spoken of the fall of man. And as we've probably seen in class, I often speak of it as the fall of Iblis or the fall of the devil. Yeah. yeah. But as far as I'm aware, Islam does not see itself as a continuation of biblical tradition. Correct. Right. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, the basic question comes down to um, the uh, exercise with the tree, um, even though they were forbidden, mm -hmm. did that launch the, pro the process of going down to the world, even though they're supposed to go there in the first place? Right. Or with the exercise of the tree, they're, for they're forgiven, um, but now they're ready to go down to earth. So some are of the opinion that that launched the entire process. Yeah. The, the tree? Yeah. Okay. The going to the tree launched the process of going to the earth, which then could make it be categorized as a fall. Because the language is ihbitu, which is, means go down to earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you can either call it the fall or the descent. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of heavy, heavy uh, consequences to whatever word is chosen. So here they chose the word fall. Uh, how different would it sound if they said the descent from the garden? Would it sound the same or would it be different? Different if if only because in, in being familiar of in being familiar with a Christian tradition, yeah. the fall of man is often spoken about and fall the fall has a lot of implications of yeah. original sin. Yes. Um of so just that word gives it is saying something about what you believe the state of humanity to be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, why don't you read the rest of that sentence and it'll add more fun to it. Uh, the Soda turns to an account of the creation of Adam and the fall from the garden, including the status of the angels in relation to human beings and the role of Satan in Adam's fall. Yeah. So notice what's missing. Eve is missing, right? From my understanding, Eve isn't mentioned in that. She's not mentioned by name, but his wife is mentioned. So right. Adam, you and your wife, eat whatever you want, just don't go to this tree. So if it says Satan in Adam's fall, Someone might interpret it to say that it's Satan and Eve in Adam's fall, as opposed to Satan in Adam and Eve's fall. And then in, there are even disagreements among Christianity, but the, the branch of Christianity that I'm most familiar with, uh, Eve is understood to be uh, like almost on the same level of Satan as being part of that fall. Yeah, exactly. And, and so She's the one who caused Adam to sin, that, that if not for her, Adam would still be fine in the garden. Yeah, so it's almost necessary in this passage to mention Adam's wife to distinguish it from the biblical reading. Because right now it's reading much like the biblical reading, although exactly. perhaps that, maybe that's intentional because it, it might be assumed that this book is trying to make Islam a bit more accessible to non-Muslims. Perhaps. Yeah, we'll find as we go through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so fascinating how an individual choice of word has a four-letter word that starts with F, fall, has such uh, heavy, heavy connotations. Yeah. yeah, I, although from, in even having this discussion with some other Muslims, it seems as though, not everyone of course, but many, many Muslims aren't completely aware that the fall is not part of Islam. Correct, yeah. And many will even see the story of Eve coming from Adam's rib as an Islamic story. 
to the point that they're even taught that in Sunday school, although I've never come across a text to support it. I could be wrong, but I've never come across a text to support it. Some will cite a passage that says, the, where the prophet Jesus reported to have said, a woman is curved like a rib. If you try to straighten her, you'll, you'll break her. And people say, well, they're, they're, that's, that's Eve, and that's a big leap. Yeah. The first, the first time I ever heard that coming from a, a Muslim was someone who wasn't, it wasn't an American Muslim, it was a foreign Muslim. Mm. Fascinating, isn't it? Right. Mm. From a Muslim country. Yeah. Whereas normally I, I would think that that assumption of the fall of man and original sin among Muslims here would come from Protestant influence and external yeah. sort of Judeo-Christian influence. Yeah. yeah, we would think it would come from here. But yeah. Okay. Going on. Um, the history of the children of Israel figures prominently in this surah. Stressed are the blessings of Allah upon the Israelites throughout their history. <laughs> Describing the encounter between Moses and Pharaoh, as well as the events at Mount Sinai, and the parable of the sacrificial cow, Bakara, to which the surah owes its name. This history is interwoven with theological questions debated between Jews and Muslims, such as the duration of one's stay in hell, the status of the Archangel Gabriel, and other accusations and challenges exchanged between the two communities. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things I think we discussed in, in, in class, but basically in a nutshell, um, the way we I would often divide, divide it is, eyes 1 through 39, which includes the story of Adam and Eve, peace be upon them, is the introduction, then I have 40 through... Um, the 123 is the children of Israel, and then 75 to 284 is the, or I used to say, no, uh, 40 to 123 is the Ummah of Musa, peace be upon him, 75 to 284 is the Ummah of Muhammad, peace be upon him, and so they overlap, and then 285 to 86 is the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Al-Baqarah is one of the most important surahs as far as the question of the status of other religions is concerned. Addressing this matter from a theological and legal perspective, and also as a question of sacred history. Abraham is discussed as a prophet who predated Judaism and Christianity, who established the Kaaba as a temple of worship, and who was a Hanif, or primordial monotheist. Yeah. So basically the the point being that Islam is laying claim to Ibrahim alayhi salam, and one of the arguments is that is, uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam is older than Judaism and Christianity, right. and by extension Islam is laying claim to all the previous prophets, saying that Muhammad didn't start Islam, uh, Islam is completed with Muhammad. Isn't there a somewhat similar story of someone who lived in Mecca, he wasn't a prophet, but he aligned himself with monotheism? In Medina there was, uh, his name was Abu Amir or Abu Amir. Who, who described himself as a, as a prophet of the tradition of Ibrahim. And then when, when Muhammad came, peace be upon him, this man comes to Muhammad and says, one of us is lying and the liar should leave. And then Muhammad says, Amin. Right. <laughs> yeah. Important rituals and acts of worship are legislated in the surah, including the pilgrimage, the required fast during the month of Ramadan and other matters such as the direction one should face while reciting the canonical prayers. Other legal matters discussed are economic contracts. Uh, how do I say this word? I've read it many Usury. Times. Usury? Okay. Usury meaning exorbitant interest. Right. Yeah. Usury, marriage and divorce, the status of orphans, the causes and conduct of war, inheritance, alcoholic consumption and gambling, and punishment for capital crimes. 
Some of the Quran's most famous and most recited verses are found in this surah, including verse 255, called the pedestal verse. Ayatul Kursi. I've yeah. what is the, I've heard an English translation, not the pedestal verse. Throne verse. Verse of the throne. Yeah. 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 Ayatul Kursi, mm -hmm. and the final two verses, which are important in Muslim devotional life. Mm -hmm. Concerning this surah, the Prophet is reported to have said, "Everything has a." Zenith. Yeah, Zenith, the high point. Zenith. And acne, yeah. And the zenith of the Quran is Surah Al-Baqarah. Mm -hmm. And it has a verse, which is the Lord of the verses of the Quran, the pedestal verse, verse mm -hmm. 255. Yeah. Truly, Satan leaves a house when he hears Surah Al-Baqarah recited in it, and learn Al-Baqarah, hold, holding to it as a blessing. Leaving it is an affliction, and falsehood has no power over it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, should we just stop right here? Because you got to run? Oh, possibly. Yeah. Okay. So next time, inshallah, we'll get into the commentary on Al-Baqarah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nasafiru kanatubu ilayk wa akhiru da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.